Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week, we get part two of the Great White Throne Judgment, and we'll conclude it this week. The scripture is Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. And due to the length of the message, we'll cut the song out again this week, and we'll be back to normal next week. I'm talking to you about the Great White Throne Judgment again. It's a, it's a blessing to be back on the radio. And I'm going to give you all to the end of it. And then I got another one on the hell and back. I believe you all enjoyed that one. So, the Great White Throne Judgment I've been preaching for for a while. We have the second judgment. That is when they're unsaved standing before God. Now, in the third place, we come to what is known as the second Adam. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, it is mentioned, Jesus Christ is called the second Adam. In the first Adam, all died. In the second Adam, all became alive. Whereas through the first Adam, sin came to the world. Through the second Adam, righteousness came to the world. So, Jesus is called the second Adam. Who is going to judge in verse 11 of Revelation 20? I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. In John chapter 5, the Bible says all the judgment is given to Jesus Christ. The second Adam is going to sit on the throne. May I say this? In that day, Jesus Christ will not be the loving, tender Savior wanting to save. Tonight, he is. Tonight, Jesus says, He may come unto me, I will, and no wise cast out. In that day, he will not give you a chance to come to him. For Jesus, the Son of God, the one who rejected, the one who tried to save you, the one who tried, died for you, sits on the throne and he's called you. Your name here is Jesus. And here is the unsaved person. For the first time in his life, he has to stand face in face with Jesus Christ and give an account for why he rejected the gospel. Here is the unsaved one standing before Jesus. Too late to get saved at all. You will have to get saved now for it would be too late then. It is said a judge in the Lord City was walking along the walk near some water one day. He saw a young man drowning. He rushed to his rescue, took off his coat, jumped in the water and brought the man to safety. He saved his life. The man so grateful and impressed his gratitude to the judge. The judge literally had saved from death. A few months passed and this man same young man committed some crime against some right society was brought before this judge, same judge. The judge sentenced him to whatever the punishment was. The man said, but say, Judge, you remember me, don't you? Sturmed in the judge answered, Sir, I don't recall. He said, Judge, remember I fell a few months ago. You were Walking near the water, and I was drowning. Walking near the water, and I was drowning. You pulled 
off your coat, jumped in the water and pulled me to safety. Saved my life, Judge, now I know you won't, won't send me to jail. Judge looked at him and said, young man, that day I was your savior today, I'm your judge. Jesus Christ is your savior tonight. He wants to save you. I will save any child, any man, any woman who will come by faith to himself. He will save you. He will forgive your sins. He will make you a home in heaven. He will save you from the fires of hell. He will make you his child. All that belongs to him shall belong to you. And you can leave this building tonight saying, I know that. I know that I know him. I'm a child of God. But in that day, love and say, we'll be your judge. But you saved the Lord. I am the one who is on the prospect file. That is the First Baptist Church. They all always begged me. I thought about coming when I got around to it. I was your Savior then. Now I'm your judge, if he would say. Jesus, second Adam, shall be the judge. We have seen the second resurrection. We have seen the second judgment. We have seen the second Adam. Remind you of the second death. Look at verse 14. Death and Hades were cast to the lake of fire. This is the second death. Second resurrection shall take place first. After the second resurrection, unsaved shall be judged at the second judgment. They may be judged by the second Adam. And then they will suffer the second death. Here it is. They call it the names of John Peabody, Mary Smith, Jack Johnson, Joe Jones. They call the names. They stand before God. And God opens their books. The books are open. And another book, which is the book of life, in Revelation 20:15 says those not found written in the book of life were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Do you know what a America needs a generation of hellfire and brimstone preachers. Listen to the, me tonight. Every religious revival this world has ever known, every spiritual revival, has been built on preaching the judgment and the wrath and the fury of the righteous and holy and just God. I am not discounting God's love. I believe in preaching about the love of God. But as Billy Sonny used to say, you can't love flowers unless you hate weeds. You can't love God unless you hate sin. For if, for it was sin that nailed the Savior to the cross, and the more you love him, the more you appreciate him, the more you hate that which caused him to suffer on the cross of Christ Billy Sonny. Dwight Moody, and R. R. A. Torrey, Paul Rader, Gypsy Smith, George Trump, Truitt. How many more names you could recall? Men of yesterday: John Wesley, John Calvin, John Husk. Whatever one men who relies on God is a consuming fire. My precious friend, you hear me tonight. You someday will stand before God, and if you are, 
not save, you will stand before him, and God shall say, Cast him into out of darkness and bind him, hand and foot, for he has not received an invitation to come to my supper. In the second day of Revelation 21, verse 8, it says that the same thing, but the faithful and unbelieving in it, abominable and murderers and whoremongers, sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is second death. Nowadays, the other say, don't tell folks about hell. Don't tell them they're going to hell if they died or lost. Tell them that in Jesus they have the more abundant life. That is right. You have the more abundant life. But brother, lost people are going to have an abundant death. And you had better tell them about that too. I believe Jesus does give abundant life. Thank God I have been happy ever since I came to Christ. Now I am happy in the Lord. I love the prayer life, the Bible study, and the fellowship with God. But there's one thing I do know. The same God who accepts sinners also condemns them to hell. They receive not the gospel of Christ. Second day of the fires of hell. Some of you folks will say, Well, I just don't believe hell is real fire. Well, you have a right not to believe it, but you can't say you believe the Bible and not believe hell is real and fire. You have a right to believe what you want to believe, but you don't. You go. Yourself a Christian, don't you call yourself a Bible believer? Don't call yourself a fundamental believer in the gospel of Christ. If you don't believe that what Jesus said about hell being fire, Jesus said, Then shall be my then shall he say also unto them, On the left hand, depart from me to everlasting fire. But you say he didn't mean fire, he, he may not mean fire. But he said fire, didn't he? And as a little girl said, Mama, if Jesus didn't mean what he said, why didn't he say what he meant? He said fire. Again, he said in Mark 9 to 44, Were there worm dying not, and the fire is not quenched? Over and over and over again, we are reminded in the Bible that those who reject the gospel of Christ must suffer the second death. My friend, in the balcony on the lower floor up here, I beg you tonight, if you have never by faith received Jesus Christ, flee to the Son of God who alone can save you from the fires of hell. After the great white throne judgment will come, the second resurrection after the second resurrection. Come the second judgment on the throne. Shall be the second Adam, and there shall be a second death. But you say, preacher, how can I escape the second resurrection? How can I escape the second judgment? How can I escape facing it the awful time? The second Adam. How can I escape the fires of the second? I'm glad you asked me. That is the best participation in the second 
birth. The second birth. No, and Jesus said you must be born again. Anybody who has the second birth will have to suffer the second death. You have not received the second birth. You have to suffer the second death. Jesus stands. The books are open and another book is open, the book of life. You stand before God, God looks at you. Jesus Christ says, is your name in the book? You say, dear Lord, it must be. I was a good church member, he says. Is your, your name in the book? Well, you say, I guess so, uh, it's baptized. But is your name in the book? Well, you say, I imagine it is. I had an attendant, attendance pen. I didn't miss for 14 years in Sunday school. But is your name in the book? Well, I think so. I gave the community chest every year. I gave to the community chest every year. I have a little sticker on the window. But is your name in the book? Well, I think so. It was a, I was a good husband. Is your name in the book? Well, I guess so. I was a good father. Is your name in the book? Well, I paid my debts. Is your name in the book? The only way to get your name in the book. Have you been born again? If you have, you will go to heaven. If you haven't, you are going to hell regardless of all the good things you have done. Only one determined question. Have you been born again? If you have been born again, thank God you will miss all of it. If you haven't been born again, you will stand for God as the books are opening. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ellen Allen stood up to testify at a Christian meeting. Ellen Allen was for years an officer in the United States Army. Allen gave this testimony as a businesswoman or businessman at a businessman's lunch. I married the girl of my dreams. We were so in love and so happy. But she was a Christian. I was an infidel. I watched her go to church Sunday after Sunday. I looked at her life, listened to her prayers. I saw her Bible stain, stained with tears. I was an infidel. I laughed at her as she walked off to church, made fun of her as she prayed. I thought she was foolish for reading that. Word of God, I was so, I was an infidel. Ethan, Ethan, Allen said, after a while, gentlemen, God gave us a baby, precious little girl. Oh, we loved her, how we loved her. When she was an infant, her mother carried her to Sunday school every Sunday. When she was a beginning, four, five, six, every Sunday she was at church. Every Sunday night, back to the Sunday night service. Every Wednesday night, to midweek prayer service. She made, she never missed. Every week, she went with her mother. Then said Ethan Allen, when she was six to, six to church with mother, seven to church with mother, eight, nine, ten, eleven to church with mother, but when she got to be about 12. I began taking her with me to nightclubs, to dance halls, to highballs, 
she had a good time. Finally, she began to tell the mother, 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 I don't want to go to church today. I'm too sleepy, Daddy, and I stayed out. So late last night, Ethan Allen continued. I've laughed one of my brothers say, she's not going to follow the old-time religion of her mother. I'm so happy about that. Her mother would plead and beg, Honey, please go with me. Mother, please go with me, with mother. Please go with mother. But I wouldn't say, Honey, you stay home if you want to. So she would stay with say no to her mother. Finally, one Sunday night, I would take her out to the dance hall or some night. Clubs with me, and we would have a big time painting the town red while mother was at the church house weeping her tears out because her daughter had gone into sin. He said, finally, our daughter quit going to church. She never went with her mother. She was a beautiful girl, 15, of 16 years of age. We loved her dearly. Her mother was a Christian. I am infidel. She was following Dad's footsteps. But one night she was out with a gang of kids in the carriage. They had been swimming and she caught cold after a while and went to pneumonia. In some days we didn't have penicillin. In those days and all the other kids we have now. So before long she was at the point of death. The doctor called me and he said, Mr. Allen, your girl is dying. I hadn't looked at those British men and said, I went in and looked at my little girl, just a teenager. Her mother had served Jesus Christ. I was an infidel. I looked at her and my daughter said to me, Daddy, I am dying. Am I not? I replied, yes, honey. You're going to die. Then I began to weep. Her mother was crying, but there was not a tear in that little girl's eyes. She said, Daddy, I want to know one thing. All my life, Mother had gone one way. You have gone the other way. Now, Daddy, since I am dying, I have got to know the answer. I have got to know. I love you, Daddy. I love you and I trust you. And believe what you say, Daddy. While I am dying, should I die? Mom's well, your way. Alan said, I began to cry that I threw my body on. Hers and said, honey, choose mother's way. Choose mother's way quickly, honey. Choose mother's way. And Mr. Allen said before I could get it, said she had gone off to meet the Lord Jesus. I will never know until I face God whether or not she chose mother's way or daddy's way. Oh, in Jesus' name tonight, escape from judgment. There is a salvation forever. Heaven with Christ and the saints. That is the best way. Choose Mama's way. Old Thomas Paine thought he could live without God. When Paine came to die, he said, 
I wish I had never lived. Look, Terry laughed. V-O-L-T-A-I-R-E. Laughed and mocked at God. And when Voltaire came to face death, he said, Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, it is hell to be left alone. Thomas Hart wrote book after book at the ninety infancy of the gospel of Christ. And when Thomas Hobbes came to die, he said, I am taking a fearful leap into the dark. Oh, Christ, oh, Jesus, my precious friends, in Christ tonight in his second trip birth, you can know the second Adam. You can escape the second death, the second resurrection, and the second judgment. If you know Christ in the second birth, do you know him tonight? Will you be at his first resurrection with that second? Will you meet? Be at the first judgment? Or the second, will you suffer the second birth? Or the second, did you know what it is to receive Christ by faith and know that your sins are forgiven? If you don't, you can. Just as easy as it is. Lifted prayer to God, said, God be merciful to me, as said it. Recommend him to you. Tonight, oh, I wonderful. Oh, I'm marvelous, my Savior. Love me. He loves you tonight. He will save you. Do you know that if you died, you will go to heaven? Are you sure you are not saved? Have you been born again? Have you had the experience of the second birth? If you have, don't worry about the second resurrection. Don't worry about the second judgment. Don't worry about the second death because you have the second Adam in your heart by experiencing the second birth with you, my heads, for prayer. Our Father, we come tonight in this sober thought, realizing someday the unsaved must stand before God. Someday those who have not received the saved must face Him. Oh, what an awful day when the books are open in the death. Hades delivered up their dead. And the people who are unsaved shall be judged, scorn to their works, cast in to the lake of fire. We thank thee, our Savior, that we have received Christ. We thank thee for virtue in him. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I have mentioned this, but a famous artist was teaching one of his pupils. The pupil painted a beautiful scenery for his saint. The trees was lovely, the forest was beautiful. The master came and looked at the picture. The young man was so proud, so happy. The master, as he observed the picture, made this criticism. The young man never painted a forest without a path leading out. I think I can say that to ever preach it, never preach it about hell. Never preach about the judgment without a path leading out. Thank God there's a path. The path is Jesus who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Do you know him tonight? Have you trusted him in life? He is he, your Savior. Can you say, Brother Preacher, I have received him as Savior? He is mine, I am his. I don't worry about the second judgment before I won't be there. 
I don't worry about the second resurrection. That won't affect me for I am. See the second Adam and his spirit, the second birth. I know him. I belong to him. He is my savior and I know it. Will you lift your hands up high? As you drop your hands, keep your heads bowed. How many of you will say, Preacher, I could not lift my hand tonight. I do not know. I am saved. I have not been born again. I'm not a child of God. I wish I were. I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. I want to be there. But I will have to confess. Tonight I do not know that I am a Christian. I wish you would pray for me. I want to know it. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved someday, preacher. Pray for me. I wonder how many of you will lift your hand tonight. And by the uplifted hand, you will be saying, include me in your prayer. Lift it now, and I will pray for you. And I hope everybody listens to this sermon, the Great White Throne Judgment, and you're saved to hear it. This sermon, I hope, goes all over the country, and that everybody will know. Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. I thank God for the message. And I hope it helps somebody receive Christ as a personal Savior. And I thank you for listening to me. This is Brother Jackson, and I'm tuning out now. God bless every one of you that listens to this. And I ask that God just might bless you all. In Jesus' sweet name I ask this. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson. From the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.